Welcome to the Cast Distillery Podcast, where we unlock the full potential of ServiceNow with expert insights and practical strategies only here on the Cast Distillery Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Dawson. I'm a client architect here at Cast, and we're going to be talking today about getting back to out of box. You know, so many platforms out there can be over customized, and core functionality has been broken. You can't upgrade, you can't use new features and functionality. And I have with me today a very special guest, Christine Morris. And Christine has 20 years of experience as an IT leader for Fortune 500 organizations across a broad range of industry segments. And in addition, she's been a platform owner for a global manufacturer. And I get to call her a coworker. We work a lot together. So welcome, Christine. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I, I want to start out kind of high level, you know, like what is replatforming at, at a high level? Like what, what is it all about? And, and we're going to dive deep into it, but what is it at a high level so people understand what we're talking about? Well, you know, the ServiceNow platform has been out for many, many years. And early on in, in you know, the platform days, it was you can do anything with ServiceNow and you were encouraged mm-hmm. to customize and so, you know, what, what's really happened at this point is that people took that advice and they customized and they built custom tables and they built custom scope types and they built, you know, tons and tons of custom pieces of software. And then ServiceNow kind of took a turn and really started iterating on future releases, growing the platform out to expand way past just the fundamental ITSM ticketing system into, you know, really you know, kind of an ERP and, you know, what you know, for clients that had been on since those days of customization craziness, they couldn't even take advantage of, of those features. So I myself was a platform owner. You know, I we had, I think, every module under the sun and we had customized and customized. And, you know, every time a new release would come out, you'd get excited, you'd go look and you would realize I can't use this. So, you know, what ends up happening is you have to make a decision at some point to say, is it time to, to try and, and go to a green field? So there's kind of a couple different ways you can do it. Um, you know, there's trying to unwind what you've customized, which is very much like a needle in a haystack kind of scenario or starting fresh. So, mm-hmm. so is there uh, like for those listeners out there and people watching this online, who, how do I identify who should be considering this? Well, I I, it, I guess it's really you know um, you know really the those early adopters you know folks that have been on the mm. platform for a long time especially you know pre Aspen release days when releases didn't even have a city name um, you know <laughs> it's those folks that have attempted to to branch out past ITSM and introduce new features and found that it it won't work you know it's ultimately not going to to function due to those customizations. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you had mentioned this earlier, uh, kind of in the beginning is uh, ServiceNow features that won't be available. Uh, it, there's a risk to it, but what have you seen in the market for features like customers that have gotten caught and couldn't do things? Uh, any examples of, uh, so people could like, go, oh yeah, that's me. Anything, you know, as an example that you can share that you've seen with features that aren't available and how it impacts people? Yeah. I mean, I think from, um, you know, 
customizations of the service catalog is a huge one. You know, people have, you mm. know, I think there are a lot of partners out there that have these pre-built customization catalog accelerators. And, you know, a lot of times what we're seeing is, you know, people can't even use the fundamentals of the system anymore. So, you know, catalog is one that's, you know, really grown and is really fundamental for the platform. Um, I think, you know, the workspaces. So some people have just customized their views and customized their forms to such a degree that they attempt to, to start using the wonderful new workspaces and they can't even use those. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything organizations should consider when they're replatforming, like kind of boxing it in? Like what, what are the things that they should be worried about thinking about when considering replatforming? Well, so it really has to start with, you know, a comprehensive assessment of, of your current instance, you know, so that you can really make mm -hmm. that decision as to whether it's, you know, is it time to replatform or can I undo some of these customizations? You know, you have to look at the, the you know, the dictionaries of the various tables. You have to look at the integrations, the dependencies across the various modules, you know, and really understand what you've done from a customization standpoint um, so that you can really identify those pain points and their challenges and figure out, you know, that's, you know, when we have to decide, okay, is this, is this an unwind situ situation or is this, let's start with a new green field. Um, you know, one of the things that we commonly mm -hmm. see is that folks have to, you know, in some instances, because the platform is wonderful, they've built amazing things that, that they may want to take with them. So it's evaluating, you know, mm -hmm. do you really, is this something that's continuing to give value and doesn't really have a place, um, you know, a current place or home on the new platform. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think you kind of alluded to it already is with the assessment, that's kind of how an organization would figure out how bad it is. Cause I, sometimes you don't know until you're like really analyze it. Um, so how, on the other side of this is how do we know if you're going to start over or unwind? So, I mean, I think it's really bringing in a partner, somebody who really understands, you know, what the platform is doing and can evaluate those back end tables and, and figure out, you know, what, what's there. Have we done just a custom, a couple custom integrations or a couple custom fields that can just un be undone? Uh, or is it, you know, is it, you know, tons and tons of information? And one of the other kind of helpful tools for that is, you know, doing a health check with ServiceNow uh, where they can run their tool and really kind of say, see how far you are off from, you know, a configuration versus customization perspective. And mm -hmm. then, and then it's evaluating, um, I, it's evaluating the uh, cost okay. is another piece of it. So, okay. you know, if you're, going to unwind and it's small, you know, then it's, it's a cheap and easy approach. If you real, you know, I think what typically happens when we, we do these, um, you know, assessments for our clients is that it's not easy because of all the cross-platform things. So it's evaluating yeah. what value, you know, what features can you take advantage of um, and really kind of figuring out what that business case is. Yep. And, and that leads me to my next question, because you mentioned about financials and thinking about the cost of it. But and I know you went through this in your career, but how do you go about getting funding when you do need to go back to out of box? Like, let's say you've looked at it, you've assessed it. You're like, gosh, this is going to be, you know, this amount of money, maybe bigger or smaller than you expected. But how, how would you how would you recommend getting funding 
when you do need to go out of the box, go back to out of the so, box. So one, it's understanding, you know, your organization's, um, you know, goals and, and the things that they're looking to achieve. So in many instances, you know, you're they're looking to enhance the employee experience, um, you know, so having, you know, line items from a planning perspective that really resonate with your leadership team is huge. Um, I think that that's a big piece of it. And then it's understanding, you know, what parts of the platform or what features you're going to take advantage of that in the end result in actual cost savings. So if it's something as simple as moving to virtual agent, you know, and you have an outsourced service desk where every phone call is a cost and has a dollar value, you know, so using some of those new features to kind of offset the cost of replatforming is, is you know, I think one of the things that we've seen most successful. Because yeah, in the end, if you're so building kind of a go ahead, keep going. No, it's okay. Well, I mean, go ahead. in the end, if you're introducing features that are ultimately, you know, doing automations, uh, you know, shifting calls away from the service desk, enhancing that self-service feature, in many instances, it can pay for itself. And it's you know figuring out that yeah. uh, that model to sh- you know so that you can show yeah. So it's looking forward to, it's not just uh, what I'm hearing you say is don't think about just fixing what you've got, but what you're gaining out exactly. of it as well. Like what, what are the features and then, you know, utilizing even, you know, your service now team uh, to figure out what the ROI is for those new features and business value uh, and helping justify it that right. way. But it's not just a cost, but it could generate revenue, you know, depending on, on the feature that totally makes sense. So since we're talking about replatforming and, and, you know, we could be getting new features, but what happens to all the data and the records that we have today when we're considering this? If we're going to be doing a reboot or a Z-boot or, you know, refactoring, what do we need to be thinking about? Well, there? so I think it's really important in that planning phase when you're, you know, starting to look at replatforming is to figure out, you know, one, what are, what are your organization's um, constraints around data? You know, do you have to keep your change mm-hmm. management records for three years? So, um understanding that is going to be key but then it's you know if you take old data from a customized system and try and put it into a new clean system what often happens is you're just carrying over customizations so you know there's a couple different mm-hmm. ways that that we encourage we don't we encourage folks not to bring that old data because you you know there was a reason you were getting away from it um, and there's a couple different mechanisms. You know, of course, you can store it in a SQL database somewhere so folks still have access to it. You can also, you know, take that ticket data, if, you know, especially if you're an ITSM Pro customer of ServiceNow, you can actually import ticket data into performance analytics. So you still have your data and your analytics there, um, but, you know, you're not pulling in all those custom fields and, you know, muddying up your clean tables that you're trying to get to. Yeah. Understand. So the next area that I I wanted to get into here with you is kind of on the preventative side. Uh, you know, we we might have listeners thinking, well, gosh, I don't want to end up here. So what would you say is the process to address over customization? So so I guess the biggest piece is is really having the right governance and framework. You know, one of the things that we see, mm. you know with clients is that they give out, you know, admin rights to everyone, you know, you go in there, it's like 30 different administrators. <laughs> yeah. When you've got that many cooks in the kitchen, 
<laughs> you know, the, the recipe, yeah. is, it's a recipe for disaster. So it's having the right governance framework, you know, so that you're making wise decisions. You're not customizing, you know, and one of the things that, you know, as we partner with our clients, it's, you know, getting that strategy and that approach in place first so that when, you know, because any developer, developers love to make cool stuff, <laughs> but the developers mm -hmm. don't always think about what is the downstream impacts? What are you going to do to yourself? You know, three releases down the road. So having that governance board that's really going to make decisions for the pl platform holistically is critical and not handing out administrative rights to everyone. You know, people, you know, there, there's a lot more features within the platform now where you can give somebody, you know, the ability to create a catalog item, but not necessarily, you know, hose up your back end and put you in a situation that you can't get mm -hmm. out of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we mentioned customization uh, first, but when we talk about avoiding, you know, needing to replatform is kind of that customization. Replatforming is not just about customization, but let's say they went down a road uh, that they needed to go because uh, you mentioned earlier, things weren't available at the time. And now all of a sudden we've got to reverse it. Uh, so we can't really avoid that. But you mentioned something uh, when we talk about avoidance or, or watching out for this is, is governance. And within the governance framework, what are some resources, you know, listeners can go to to look up what governance is what do they need to consider what roles needs to be there uh like with service now is there any area you'd recommend you know our listeners go towards and, and get some more information yeah, on that? i mean service now has got a great um site called their customer success so it's got a lot of you know kind of pre-built models best practice information on what those roles are from a governance perspective that that can really help you set that appropriate structure in place Okay, great. Because um, I think that will help. Uh, I think it really helps our listeners to know where to go. Because a lot of times we get questions after these episodes come out is like, where do we go for that mm -hmm. stuff? So uh, that's great. Thank you for that suggestion. So that's it for our time today. Thank you so much, Christine, for, for joining us. And uh, thanks for the time. Great to be here. Thank you so much.